With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting for the recording. Hello, everybody. I want to welcome you to this week's May Chexic discussion group call. Um, I'm going to start this out uh, talking about some things that I did to kind of uh, step away from the realm that we're currently in and my reasons for doing it. Uh, I've done this a time or two in the past. I don't recall what episodes they were. If people want more info and want to scroll back um, into some of the other episodes on TalkShoe, uh, they can probably find it here on the link because I normally label them as status and things like that. Uh, Let me just check on a couple of housekeeping things here in just a second. All right. So I've had a few people ask me, well, what did you do? And I've seen other people make comments about, oh, you got to trademark the name or you got to do this. You got to do that. Oh, it's going to cost you at least $5,000. Oh, it's going to cost you $10,000. You know what? Listen, I would say with everything I did, I've not written it down. I really thought about it. So let me stop and think here for a second. I probably haven't spent over two, 250 bucks. And a lot of that was just in providing notice because that is really how you stand in honor is providing notice to anyone. Okay. And we have to realize we, you know, if you cross into a different country, what do they ask you when you come into a country? Who are you? Where are you going? What do you plan on doing? Everything is about who you are and what your intent is. And so that's really what you have to provide. One of the things that really cracks me up and I laugh about is you hear a lot of people like in the truth movement or whatever you want to call it. uh, They scream and yell, oh, my God, it's a corporation. It's not even a, a legitimate government. It's a corporate. You know what? Number one, you start calling them illegitimate, you're going to get a hammer put down on you. Because there's what another two, three, four hundred thousand people out there. They think it's legitimate. Okay, so you're gonna have to convince them because they go by the preponderance of the attitude of their subjects. All right. So you out there screaming illegitimate? (laughs) Yeah, they're gonna laugh at you. Okay. The funny thing is, is fine if they're a corporation because that's your outdoor. That's exactly what you want. They've provided you everything you want. And it falls under voluntary participation. They outlawed involuntary servitude. That's been outlawed. Slavery. People say slavery has been abolished. No, it's not been abolished. Only involuntary slavery has been abolished. Voluntary slavery, you're welcome to it. Bring it on. And you know what? They bring you in step-by-step, actually, from the time that you're really young. I have a lot of people who will say, oh, um, my my child's getting ready to turn 18 years old. I want to know what I can teach him to do to prevent him from getting wrapped up into the system. And my mind, like, spins in circles. I'm like, hold on a second. He's probably used the birth certificate or you as power of attorney as parents use the birth certificate to get him into school. Uh, You probably as parents applied for um, the social security number through the SS5. All right. He's probably or her have probably hopefully already started working at some point. And so they've probably already can join the tax club. They've probably already gotten a driver's license uh, listing them as being the agent for service of process. 
which is a biggie. Uh, so come age 18, I'm sorry, but pretty much everything's already been done. The only thing left after age 18 is confirmation of those previous things. And when I say confirmation, I refer to things like voting or voters registration. If they've already gotten the driver's license, well, they're already on the freaking voter rolls. Okay. Um, so actually, that's even taken care of already. But if they go and vote after the age 18, now they are actually participating. And you cannot participate in something and then turn around and point a finger and call that it's fraud. And say you're not part of this anymore. It does not work that way. I'm sorry, people cannot stand out in front of Planned Parenthood for three or four days picketing. And then somewhere in between or afterwards, a couple of them go inside Planned Parenthood and use their services, either for birth control or the other things they provide. You can't do that. It doesn't work that way. Everything in the system is set up under biblical principles all right which should make people wonder maybe a little bit about the scripture they were taught <laughs> and some of the wording within it all right um but it is it's all set up under biblical principles uh one of the main ones would be that the borrower is servant to the lender I've mentioned that to people and they look at me and they're like, what does that mean? I'm thinking, what, what do you mean? What does that mean? The borrower is servant to lender. If you accept a benefit from somebody, guess what? You're now their servant. If somebody loans you, if a friend loans you five grand, if a friend loans you 500 bucks, and a day or two later, it says, hey, I need help with this or that. In your heart, you say, oh, God, I really can't tell him. No, I, I owe him money. You know what I mean? It's, this is natural law. It's natural law. Not common law. Forget the common law. Common laws are codes, statutes, and treaties, and decisions by the courts. Now, that's common law. People mix the two together way too much. <clears throat> So anyway, I looked at a lot of these principles with the different things that I did as far as how I wanted to at least draw an arm length separation between me and the powers that be. Uh, if not, just totally exit. I mean, ideally, what you are trying to do or what you will do, hopefully, if people follow everything, is you totally exit. And you say, no, thank you. I had somebody recently ask me, well, what's one of the benefits of this? And I thought, in my mind, it's kind of obvious. Because if you are consenting, if you are participating in, and you are consenting to a regime that is known for and practices going around the world, wiping out thousands of innocent people, babies, children, you name it, and instill, well, the first thing they do is instill a world bank. What's the one world government? It's the monetary use. It's the coin of the realm. The coin of the realm is your one world government. So if you are participating in and supporting a regime that goes around the world, massacring millions of people and instilling this one world government, what are you going to do on that day when you have to stand in front of your creator and he says to you, I have one question. Why did you support this? Most people are going to be confused. They aren't even going to realize what that really even means. But because they supported it their whole life, unknowingly, they were tricked into it. All right? 
So what we have to do, we have to look at the ways we were tricked into it. And like I said earlier, with a friend that had said, oh, you know, my offspring is going to be 18. What do I do? Well, there's a lot of things we've got to undo. There's a lot of ties we have to unbind. We've been bound by a lot of ties. But, well, you know, I've, I've mentioned this before. Okay. And ahead of anything, before any of this stuff ever happened, I've mentioned Jeremiah 1.5 before, which says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb, which means he knew you before any part of you ever even came together, which means he knew your soul. He says, before you were born, I set you apart. What's that mean? You were separated. Separated from what? You were separated from this world. And appointed you as my prophet among the nations. Which meant then you were supposed to go out and tell everybody what was done. What was it that was done? You were set apart. You were separated. You weren't part of this. You were in it, but not of it. And that he knew you. He knew you before you were even formed in the womb. He knew your soul. That's the one thing that's the most important. And that's the one thing that the adversary tries to steal from everybody. Step one, steal the soul. Then he gets you to do his bidding. Okay. So what were the things I did? One of the things I looked at is, okay. I'll go back to Shakespeare. Uh, it was actually in Hamlet. He said, I've given you one face, but you put on another. And if you look at what face really was or person or persona was, uh, it was actually like a, a mask that they would wear hundreds of years ago in plays. They'd wear this mask. that actually had like a microphone attachment to it where you, your voice would project more to the audience. All right. That's what we kind of have to think of when we think of the juridic or statutory person that they created. What do they have authority over? What do you have authority over? You only have authority over two things. What you create or what bows down to you. They covered both those things in one foul swoop. One, they created a statutory person or juridic person. Two, they got you to agree to represent it. And they got you to agree to be afraid of them and bow down to them. So, yeah, that covered both of the, both those bases right there. And this would be a 10-hour podcast if I got into the details. Because all of these things I spent months researching before doing to make sure I was correct on it. And when I, when I looked at this juridic person, I, I was like, okay, how's it created? Well, it's created through the certificate of live birth. It's created through that registration. That registration is the proof that it's an organization that was organized and registered. Okay. This information just doesn't come off the top of my head or guesswork. This is stuff that I actually got. It's good source material from the judiciary. Stuff I've heard directly out of their mouths. All right. So if that's the case, then the string of live birth is the title to the juridic person. What do they provide you with? They provide you with a copy of it. Can you sell your car with a photocopy or a copy of the title? No. Nobody's going to accept that. You wouldn't accept it. You want the original. So under uh, 28 U.S.C. 1733, it tells you that a properly authenticated certificate of live birth, or it actually says documents under uh, 28 U.S.C. 1733. Documents that are properly authenticated are observed as original. Okay, that's what we want. We want the original. Why do you want the original? Because now you have authority. 
same authority you would have buying and selling a vehicle when you have the original, the real document instead of just a photocopy or even a certified copy. Good Lord. <laughs> a certified copy. I think that's hilarious. Anyway, so I did that. And a lot of people I've had contact and they're like, oh, I ordered mine. Now what do I do? I'm like, now what do you mean now? What do I do? You don't sit there and stare at the mailbox and then after you get it, try and figure out what you do with it myself that right there becomes your number one exhibit all right that's your number one exhibit to your claim of who and what you are and you can do several things one it's much easier to operate through an artificial entity or a juridic entity uh, or you, you could shelve it if you want and let them know you know what no thank you not doing this, you guys keep it, goodbye. <clears throat> so there's several options you can go through with that. But at the same time, while I was sitting there, instead of staring at the mailbox, waiting for this thing to arrive, wondering what to do, um, which I had already known what I was going to be doing with it, I, I went ahead and realized that searching through history, looking at different uh, societies, okay, different nations and, and countries rising and falling. And they all had a couple of things in common. There was two things that held them up, held a roof over their head, you know, put it that way. There was the pillar of the priests and then the pillar of the kings. Look at your social security card. You're going to see those two pillars right there on right and left. Pillar of the priests, pillar of the kings. Pillar of the kings. Who are those? Those are the rulers. That's government, state, whatever. Um, the pillar of the priests. Who are those? Well, those are your cross-dressing guys down there in the black robes downtown. They are in the temple that exists in every county of the United States of America. Every county's got a temple down there that has a priest or many priests in it. And they all fall under actually one priest for the district of the state that you're in. States are all broken up into three districts. If it's a long state like Florida, you're going to have your northern, your middle, and your southern district. Um, so here in Florida, I dealt with the priest in the middle district. All right. I'll come to that in a minute. Well, while I sat there and did that, and looking at this with the pillar of the priest, pillar of the kings, I'm like, how do I take care of these pillars? I'll, I'll hit the pillar of the kings first as an experiment to see how it affects the whole roof. Okay. And so I rescinded my voter's resignation because as being a registered voter, they see you as being a member of a society a member of their judicial society specifically, okay? <clears throat> and as a member of the judicial society, that means you get to help them out in court cases, like being on jury duty, all right? And down here, is, it felt like once a month, it felt like they were sending you a summons to participate in jury duty. Um, I rescinded that towards the end of the year because I know on the first of the year, they go and they update all the records. I waited until the third week of the new year and I contacted them and said, yeah, I sent you a letter. Just want to see if you guys got it. And they looked my info up and they said, oh yeah, we see it right here. I said, good. Can I get proof of that? that that's been done. And they said, sure, come on down. I guess I could have had them do it in the mail. I, I wanted it now. I wanted it in my hand. So, I took my happy butt down to the supervisor of elections. Hey, I just called, rescinded my voter registration. You guys said there's evidence of it online. They, oh, no problem. They went and printed it off on the computer. She took it down to the end of the counter. They had an old two and a half foot, it looked like embosser. I mean, I think it was probably 60 years old. She embossed it, brought it over. She signed it and handed it over to me. I was like, wow, that's kind of interesting. And uh, then I went and made multiple copies of it. <laughs> Go figure. So the next time when I got one of those summons, which wasn't much longer, it was like you know, two or three weeks later, 
I just went and took their summons. I took a copy of the letter and I sent it in the mail to them. And within like two days, I got a letter back from the court saying, sorry, we will never bother you again. And guess what? They've never bothered me again. Had I ever registered to vote? No, I never registered to vote. A lot of people will say that. Well, I've never registered. It doesn't matter. If you had ever gotten a driver's license, guess what? They put you on the voter rolls. There's a lot of things that will throw you on the voter rolls because they want you tied into the judicial system. Um, you willingly telling them that you want nothing to do with that society also kind of gives kind of a heads up to them that we might not want them in our room or in our courtroom for any reason. We, we don't want them in this temple. They don't worship here. All right. So that was one of the things I did while I was sitting there waiting for this to come along. At the same time, <clears throat> thinking about the uh, priests in this temple, it dawned on me that they're their own religion. That's part of the reason for the First Amendment. They are their own religion. And so naturally, they assume that you're a member of their religion, unless you dictate otherwise. So I went and got an ordination through a non-501c3 organization, which is what all churches should be. That's what all people should be married under. But there's very few that exist. But that put on the record that I have chosen who I serve. And guess who it isn't? It's not Baal. It's not the temple downtown. Okay. Um, this is why Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. If you read previous in that chapter, it talks about all the other different gods that people were serving and people were worshiping. And he said, no, no, no. He says, I've made my choice. I've made the choice for me and my house. At the same time, there's also a question a lot of people have with like the name. What do you do about the name? Uh, and this is something that kind of rubs me raw in a lot of situations because I know a lot of people that, oh, I refuse to use the name. I will not use that. That's their name. They registered it. They, guess what? It was gifted to you by your parents. They, they probably thought of it before you were even born, okay? And it was gifted to you. So what? Under power of attorney, they accidentally freaking put it on the paperwork for the state, unknowing what they were doing, it was a mistake. Hey, mistakes can always be changed, okay? But that belonged to you way before it belonged to anybody else. And what did they do with it even? They didn't even style it correctly. Uh, typically, they styled it in all uppercase, all right? So the style of things makes a big difference as well. And being all uppercase doesn't mean you're a corporation. You're not a corporation. You can be a corporate entity without being a corporation. A corporate entity can be a trust. It can be an LLC. It can be a partnership. A lot of different things. But it's, it's certainly not a corporation. Corporations have their own officers. Uh, they have their own rules and bylaws. They have their own regular meetings. Uh, they have their own documents that have been submitted. If you think you're a corporation, here's the thing. If you think you are a corporation, go to the Security and Exchange Commission, where all corporations are registered at, and look for your name. Yeah, good luck with that. It's not there. Why? You're not a corporation. Okay? Um, like I said, there's a lot of people that they like refuse to use the name, and so they won't get a job. They won't get a job because, oh, they want the name. I'm not giving them the name. And so what do these guys do? What do these people do? They sleep on the couch of other people, eating out of the cabinets of other people who actually do have a job underneath the legal name. But somehow that's okay. That blows my mind. I don't understand how that works. Anyway, 
I decided looking at things like from Rob Ryder and other people, oh, why not just claim it? Why not take back ownership of it? That's part of what you're doing with the authentication. You're taking ownership over that legal entity they created. So also take over ownership of that legal title they put to it and get a DBA. I went and did the DBA. I looked at it online and it said, oh, you cannot DBA a legal name. I thought, oh, that's interesting. So I started the paperwork. <laughs> I got down to a point and I said, oh, is this an LLC, a partnership? Is this incorporated? Is this unincorporated? And I said, this is the linchpin right here. It's unincorporated, which means it doesn't belong to anybody else. It's not part of anything else, only me. And I did it that way. Woke up the next morning by 9 a.m., had an email from the state, from SunBiz, saying, you're approved. I thought, cool. I waited two, three months, sent them another request, and they sent me another letter saying, oh, this is a name in good standing. Oh, beautiful. And so uh, those were the basics of what I did also. At the same time, it, one of the things people run into is banking. They're like, what do I do about banking? Well, guess what? You got your DBA done, right? Well, you take your DBA info, you go to a bank, and you set up, very important, a non-interest-bearing account under the DBA. One, there's your arm's length separation. Two, it's not you. You're using an entity that now you own. And it's non-interest-bearing. And here's the clincher to non-interest-bearing. Non-interest-bearing accounts do not get reported to the federal government. Very rarely, unless there's strange activity going on. And unless there's been um, suspicious activity reports, SRAs, and things like that filed against the account. All right. Uh, so that shields you from, for instance, having your account um, closed down or frozen or having funds taken out of it. That's a huge benefit right there and, and something I really, really strongly recommend. Um, then I, I, I took these things actually also and compiled them together. I talked about notice in the beginning, compiled them together into a one page notice. Everything I do is only one page. Keep it simple, stupid. You know, that people, they don't want to read freaking 30, 40, 70 pages. Give them one page and then attach an exhibit for each paragraph. Okay. And I use these things as exhibits and I sent it out to who? Number one, I hear a lot of people say, oh, they contact Vital Statistics because they want to get the information changed on their birth certificate. Number one, it's not your birth certificate. It has nothing to do with you. It was the creation of an artificial entity, a juridic entity, okay? And I've spent a lot of hours, all this crap, each of these things spent tons of time to unwind on. Spent a lot of hours with Vital Statistics on the phone. And I brought this up to him, and the lady on the phone kind of laughed, and she said, yeah, we don't change anything on any birth certificate unless it comes from the judiciary. That means it's got to come from a judge. So who's the head judge where I dwell? Oh, that would be the chief administrative judge for the Middle District of Florida. And also the chief judge for the Southern District of Michigan, which was my state of nativity. So this package I put together, I sent to each of them. And I also sent it to Secretary of State for where I currently dwell, for my state of nativity and the federal level, which is Department of State. Why? Because everything you read in the United States Code says, According to the secretary, or as the secretary allows, or as permitted by the secretary. I was like, wow, secretary is a pretty big position. And I thought, well, you know, I guess if you want to go in and talk to the head of a corporation, what do you have to do? You've got to go through the secretary. The holder of the secret of Ares. Ares, the god of war. 
because it's all war and conflict to them. That's who you've got to go through. And in a nutshell, like I said, in a nutshell, because all of these things, I spent several months really researching the pros and cons of all of these steps before doing them. I didn't go and grab somebody's package for $5,000 and do it. And there's a big reason for not doing that kind of thing. It's when you do that, if you ever run into problems, you don't have the knowledge base to defend what you've done. A judge or whoever can look at what you've done and be like, well, what does this mean? And you're like, uh, uh, I don't know. I paid $280 for it online. I'm not really sure. <laughs> you know, And they can tell if that's what you did or not. And that's one of the reasons why I recommend going to one of an old pawn shop or antique shop and, and buying one of the old typewriters with the old font on it and typing out your own stuff. I love that. I love that shit with the old font because that definitely shows them, yeah, this is a crap that just came off from the internet. This was done by my hand. And that's what's important on every jurette is that this was performed by my hand with full faith and knowledge. And screw that penalty of perjury. That's their shit. Anyway, um, I'm going to go and open this up for Keith because he's going to come on and discuss where he's been at with these things that we encounter in life. And I hope this has helped a few people out. Uh, I just have to find you on the board here, Keith. There you are. And go ahead, brother. Um, basically, in regards to where I started, <laughs> I started in a mess. I started in the middle of realizing halfway through my life that something's wrong and I'm the only one that's going to be able to do anything about it. Because in all of my experiences in the courts, anytime I had a suggestion or a fact of truth or point of law or something that I mentioned to this public pretender, and I shit you not, people, he would look at me and tell me, shh, literally tell me to hush. So I decided at one point in time that I was done. I was no longer going to consent. I learned enough that I was going to put private property placards on my car and my truck. Now, however, I also had a delivery route, a rural delivery route where I was delivering things to rural customers. And I had an independent contract to do so. And so when I did that, I did, in fact, remove those private property placards and put the plates on my car and use my car to do the do the route. If for some reason my car was broke down, I could use my truck and I had plates for my truck. If I wanted to, I just used the cars. Now, though this isn't actually by law legal, fuck them. I got away with it. Anyway, comes to the point where I had been pulled over um, by the county sheriff's office and taken to court. Now, mind you, I've got 11 citations of various different kinds from dog at large causing harm, um, inter interference with official acts, uh, disorderly conduct, assault, various different things, speeding, whatnot, that um, I signed UCC 1-308 and then never showed up. And this is something I will talk about some other time and I've talked about before, but it's all contract and realize that they need a body present in the court to show the identification. Doesn't matter that you showed it on the side of the road, UCC 1-308, and then you just don't show up. They have to have a body present. They have to be able to enforce the contract. They can't. Contracts are not enforceable. They are equal consideration, equal benefit, and if there's detriment, it has to be shared by both parties. So anyway, I went through this uh, this trial, and I was a belligerent combatant. I was fingering them. I was cussing them. I was swearing at them. I was going to file this on them, and I filed all kinds of paperwork into the, the case and not realizing the full uh, capacity I have of contracting or not contracting at that time because I didn't know that it was in fact a contract or even how to contract. I'd been aimlessly going around in life contracting without even knowing it and it was being used against me and now I had to figure it out. 
Well, to my detriment, I ended up doing some jail time on it because I didn't know enough at that time. However, that's just a little bit of jail time. I, I dealt with it. I'm alive. I'm, I wasn't actually harmed. I was, uh, you know, I hurt my feelings. Though they fed me, it wasn't, it was crap for food, this and that. They tried to charge me for my nice, luxurious day and all that, blah, blah, blah. But the deal of it is that during the course of the trial, I did learn certain things and I placed certain instruments into the case, one of which was a 3949A for um, possible fraud on the case. This caused the prosecutor to put a, a protection order out against me, and she's renewed it every year for five years in a row now. They can't do it more than the fifth year. Their contract endorsement only lasts five years. With no activity, uh, it, it, they can't do it anymore. I've refused to sign throughout the whole case, so there is no actual activity on the case, despite the fact that they've got it on the court docket downtown. And I'll explain that here in a minute as well. But during that case, I also filed four pertinent documents and entered a birth, uh, certificate of live birth that I'd had my, in my possession for 18 years, and it never authenticated. It's authenticated by itself because it's in my possession. And I put it over in the evidence in the, in the case because I didn't know exactly what to do, it, do with it at that time. However, today I know it's, it's a matter of assigning it and putting it into their custody. The one I have is sitting in evidence without an assignment, so it does no good. However, I can use the evidence and withdraw it as the original financing document if it were within that time period that it's valid. I don't know that it's valid after 20 years anymore. But the other four documents was a, no, a notice of uh, durable power of attorney, in fact, and revocation of all other, other powers. Um, Notice of foreign status, declaration of name, and uh, um, what else? Durable power of attorney, declaration, notice of foreign status, and there is another one. Let me see. But the effect of it today is that, like I said, I quit signing. I walked out of jail, literally walked out of the lion's den with them threatening that I couldn't be let out unless I signed their release paperwork. I, I retired. I told you, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. I no longer work for you. I'm not going to release my services. Well, you have to sign or we can't let you out, really. So I pulled out the discharge orders from the judge and asked one question. And I've never looked back. Understand, discharge orders. That is under the 50 USC 4305. The judge is in fact the one that ordered the discharge for full acquittance and discharge. It doesn't come discharge without the full acquittance. It is full acquittance and discharge. This is why when I this is uh, why when I call the Department of Treasury and ask if there's a debt listed against my name or number and they tell me no, there's no debts, public or private. I often wonder, well, what are these idiots downtown posing that I've um, got 93 cases where I supposedly owed something and it's never been reported to the Treasury? They're administrating federal funds and not reporting it to the federal to the to the federal authorities that they're doing so. This is unlawful conversion of federal funds for state use. The violation of their secession document known as the Constitution under full faith and credit. See, that full faith and credit under the, the uh, Ninth and Tenth Amendment comes from the people. And they're not extending it to the people that they get it from, nor the federal government. They are in violation both of the contract and the trust. And so when I quit signing, that was the effect of what I've done so far today, brother, is I just quit signing and started doing my research. And I've, ne I've not let anybody come at me with a contract and let them try to validate it. I've learned enough that I, I dismiss everyone by, by questions. I pose very valid questions. 
Where do you get your authority? According to this, it says the U.S. Constitution gets its authority from the Constitution of the Universal Postal Union under the Treaty of Bern, the Vienna Conventions, and then they impose their customs duties through the Universal Customs Codes under the tax treaties. These are all relevant to their internal operations that they're using against the states or the states are using against the federal government and the people, however it happens. But the problem is that they're not doing it on purpose. They're doing it with ill intent or with, with uh, non-intent because they're just doing their jobs. They're caught up in the cognitive dissonance, just like we are. Therefore, we have to come into mutual agreement. This is why I say we got to come to peace to ourselves first. So we can realize that these people are caught up in an internal turmoil themselves because they're just doing their jobs. That's the internal turmoil. They're caught up in having to do their job so they can survive. I can survive without a job and I've proven to do so for almost six years now. How do I do that? I do it through the good, uh, full faith and credit of my fellow man, my neighbors that entrust me to keep to my word. And that's it. Period. Um, when it comes to, let me, let me find that uh, other document here. It was durable power of attorney in fact, um, declaration of, uh, true name, uh, da, 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 da. where is it? See if it's here. Well, I can't remember what else it was, but anyway, since then, I've started my own website. And this is what I'm trying to convince people. When we're stuck down in the cognitive distance with these people, don't fight with them. Go above them. Establish yourself first. Come to peace with yourself and establish yourself peacefully in the international forum. That's where it starts. It doesn't start in the commercial forum. Why deal with the commercial forum? Deal with the superior forum, that of equity, being recognized as peaceful first and foremost. Once that is established, then you can work your way down and prove it amongst the lower jurisdictions as where it's supposed to be uniform throughout all jurisdictions. So if you're establishing yourself peacefully without even having to establish that with their peace accord, you just do it in the same peaceful forum, showing that you are conducting your affairs in a peaceful manner in accordance with other peaceful people. That establishes your intent, your pure substantial intent. And that's where everything comes. Nothing else should convert that. Now that I've established myself peacefully in the international forum, I can use that same assertion throughout all jurisdictions. Listen, man, I'm not trying to cause a war. I come in peace. I am in peace. I will move on in peace. I will pass on in peace. This is my path, my right of port age is to pass each port freely. And that's all I'm doing. It's freedom of transition from one port to another so I can clarify my peace, the gospel of his word. That's all I'm doing. I'm not buying and selling. I'm not importing and exporting. And they have to recognize this. They state it in their own peace treaties. So if you start out being peaceful and show that you're peaceful without even having to acknowledge their peace treaty, now you can say, okay, I recognize your peace treaty. And in accordance with your peace treaty, it says here, freedom of transition. Am I not in transition? At all times, can we not be have mutual agreement that I'm not set in one place in time, one term in time? I am, as Brian said, known before I was formed in the belly. I am pre-existent to any form. I am void. In beginning, there was nothing. 
before I formed thee in the belly, there was nothing. I too am void from your commercial active actions. I am peaceful, habited, sojourner, transitioning from each jurisdiction freely, no matter what your presumption is. It is in conflict with natural law. And it's God. Which you all recognize. And that's the, the sole basis of my whole action. I don't care what anybody else wants to bring in as far as the birth certificate or anything. Sure, I, I can take that birth certificate. But as far as I know, you just handed me what's known as legal tender. And legal tender, by definition, is a negotiable instrument. Negotiable instrument means that it's arbitration. It's the same thing. That means it's a contract. That also means it's a private right. Not a private instrument. It's a public instrument that you handed to me in um, certain deceptive form. I am void of form. I'm not in that form. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, there's something I probably should have covered like in the very beginning. Uh, I, I want to go and touch on. And it's kind of like how this all really started. <clears throat> and um, it, it's a lot of it is history that we weren't taught. Um, you know, we're told that. The pilgrims came here on the Mayflower in 1620, right? <laughs> I think that's what we've all heard, taught in school. <laughs> and that at some point, eventually, they started bringing in slaves from West Africa and stuff like that. Well, what if I told you that there was a slave ship that actually landed on the shores here in 1619, a year earlier? What if I told you that there was actually slaves brought here almost 100 years ago? Prior to that, in the 1530s, to Jamestown. How was that? Was? How was Florida already established before the pilgrims even? I think there's a lot of things that haven't been told to us. And when the pilgrims came here, the lands they were using actually belonged to the king. And, and even supposedly the end of the Revolutionary War, um, the king of England he held in that peace treaty as the prince elector. Andrew has been handed down also now. Done property had to be in better condition than when they started. They had to have turned over profits to the king for it. And that's one of the reasons why that war really started. They, they didn't want to send they didn't want to send the dues to the individual that allowed them to use the property. Does that sound honorable? No. That, that wasn't honorable at all. It really wasn't. And so where did they get this idea for indentured servants at? Because they had been indentured servants. So they used people, I would contend, who were already here as indentured servants to work on their property. And for a period of time, they could either pay off or if they done a good job, they, get, they could leave the plantation. Ever heard the song, uh, I Owe My Soul to the Company Store? Where the company store keeps the prices so high that you can never get off from underneath the debt that you own to the, that you owe. To, that's exactly what's been done. What's being done today? 
no different. So, um, yeah, I want to open this up for Q and A. I'm sure we probably have a few people here, hopefully with questions or whatever. And that's what these podcasts were originally set up for four or five years ago was so that group members could come together, get to know each other, just not ask questions and, uh, move forward with their lives and do it in honor. So I'm just going to unmute the whole board. So just let you know, if you've got like anything going on in the background, I don't like anything. Like if you're afraid that a gnat might fart in the next room, mute yourself because you can hear it over this. All right. So I'm going to mute everybody now and just try not to step on each other. Thank you. Let us know who you are, where you hail from. So what's up, guys? We've got a few people on here. And it'd be nice to hear from some of you. I hear somebody's TV in the background. Hello, Brian. I see a bunch of people. Hey, what's up? Who's this? Yeah, this is Ken. Um, I want to ask a question about something you said in the past, or I believe you said it in the past. It's unrelated to uh, what went on on the program tonight. In the past, I believe you mentioned something about a watering, a water structuring device um, that is built or sold by a uh, husband and wife team. Could you give me the name of that device, please, if you recall it, to recall the conversation? Yeah. No, no, it's a, uh, a plasma water station, and okay. I'm trying to think. Uh, energy solutions. Energy. Solutions. Um. It, it. Yeah. It runs off from uh, cash, K E S H E. It runs off from the, the uh, cash idea. Okay. You're very good. It's either plant plant yeah. water solutions or energy solutions. Okay, energy so that's solutions all the water I use. Water. Okay, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thank you for your talk tonight. Well, I think we've dropped a lot of info on people tonight, Keith. Uh, so maybe we're just kind of thinking. <laughs> Not really yeah. beating them with door questions. Well, I'm used to people ending up silent after I get done talking. I end up saying some profound things that people just say, huh? And I'm telling you, people, it's because I have experience. And so when I tell you that I signed 11 documents, UCC 1-308, and then just never showed up in court, it's because there's a principle um, um, maximum in law that says the presence of a body cures the air in the name. So what it literally means is when you walk into that court, they now have a mutual identification that will somehow match the record. If they don't have that, then they don't have the second identification of the you that they need in that court to comply. When you sign UCC 1-308, that's an explicit reservation that goes back to anything. And again, it's uniform throughout the, throughout the uh, uh, jurisdictions. So don't let anybody say that because you used UCC 1-308 and that's copyright that you're subject to that jurisdiction. No, even in that jurisdiction, it says that it is uniform throughout the jurisdictions. And it's it specifically means that at any point in time, you could use like wording, but simply because you don't, doesn't mean that you are subject to it. You still 
made a reservation of your rights with intent of reservation. That releases all presumptions. It shows that there is a will. I recommend people. I recommend people also. I mean, look up what look up what uh, look up what one way actually says. Look it up because it's reservation rights, and that's really what you're supposed to write. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be a uh, reservation of rights, folks. Let me make sure. And, and you are actually um, more accurate on that, Brian. But realize, you don't need a reservation of rights. Again, come out of it. Quit, get out of the internal turmoil. Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. Yeah. I call thee by name. Hey, we don't. You are mine. We, we don't want the rights that the state gives us. The question us. is. <laughs> well, we want the rights that we Hey, what's up, Joe? So, yes, I agree. We don't want the rights the states give us. And I, I, I comprehend that our rights come from the, the higher power of God or Yahweh or Yah. Or I'm not sure which one it is, but, but uh, the God of nature, I think, is actually how it is, but I'm not sure. Um, but... Anyways, we, the, our rights come from the higher power. So the question is, how do we reserve those rights compared to just reserving all rights? Because you say rights are R-I-T-E, but they're also R-I-G-H-T. Right. And my brother Derek says it perfect, I think. And he says, I weigh no benefits without God. That's it, him in right, right away. I waive no I, I, benefit without God. I, I would say it a little bit differently. I would say I waive no benefit without my God. Because their God might not be my God. That's yeah. why I ask people, please don't pray for me. Please don't pray for me. Because I don't know what God yeah. you pray to. I don't want any other entities thrown on me. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And and I, I would prefer our father, maybe, our father. I waive no no benefits without our father, which art in heaven. That gets them to commit that it's our, and therefore it's a mutuality. All right. Yeah, I like that. So what's uh, Brian's opinion on, on the UCC? My opinion on UCC into America in 1953. On the UCC 308. Right. It doesn't matter. Any UCC program that people push, UCC came into the U.S. So are you telling me there were no slaves here before 1953? I mean, this is just their whole commercial system. And why would anybody use their commercial system to say, I'm not part of your commercial system? That just makes no sense to me. Remember the remember so the line time with UCC three oh eight. Beg your pardon? To break the presumption. Joke? To break the presumption. Otherwise they will continue presuming. Any denotation of a reservation of right in any form shows a specific intent to reserve rights. That shows that there is a living will. It's not supposed to enter probate. So when you turn around and walk into that probate court, now they've got presence of the body, here's the error in the name, showing that they have no will outside of this court. Otherwise, they would never have walked into the court. Yeah. Well, using all, all rights reserved, or all rights retained, maybe. Uh, it doesn't specify whose rights it is that you're keeping. doesn't mean you're using those given by the state. Right. See, when we talk about that you in the court, there's actually two sets of rights there. It's the civilian rights of the person and the natural rights under our Father which art in heaven. 
Well, when the court says right. you, right? The, well, the, well, the rights, the rights, well, of, the rights of the civilian are the R I G H T S, and the rights of our father are the R I G E S. That's what's ritual. The Sabbath. Well, when the court, when the courts say you, um, at you as e pluribus unum, they're looking at you as the pedophiles, the drug users, the drugs. Yep. You know what I mean. That's what they are saying. Those that are causing oh. the death. Right. And and everything I've done, well, everything I've done has been preventative medicine. It's not been to yep. fix a problem, man. It's to prevent a problem from occurring. And guess what? It's prevented a shitload of problems from occurring. Because now well, that's I, the only way you're gonna help that's the only way you're gonna help anything. And this is why I keep telling people you gotta start being preemptive. You already know the problems there. Fuck, we knew this problem was there. 1940, Hitler's willing executioners. Why are we still doing this? Well, I don't even want to get it. I don't even want to get into Hitler because I, I, I don't think we're giving the truth on all that shit. But anyway, um, <laughs> you know, everything I think is really about being preventative. People like uh, the original group had been around for like five years prior to now when people had been in the group for two, three years and they get a ticket and they, they shoot me a message at 830 in the morning saying, Brian, I got to be at nine o'clock. What am I supposed to do? I'm like, what are you talking about? I've already shown you how to prevent all this shit ahead of time. And, and now you're calling me 30 minutes before you got to go to court. I'm like going to court and settle. Yeah, I've got people that have been been associated with me on Facebook for a number of years, and they just don't get it. They keep coming back with the same question, the same stuff, and it proves to me that they're not actually following anything of their own. They're just following a bunch of information and using all kinds of processes, and this is what I was doing in my last trial. This is why I'm telling you, quit it. Quit everything and learn yourself who you are and what needs to apply to you yourself nothing else matters period people like walter burian walter burian doesn't really do interviews anymore i mean he's done he doesn't really do interviews anymore because he says you know what i'm giving you the nuts and bolts of what's really going on economically nobody cares they just want entertainment and that's what so many people in social media are doing even on a lot of these calls, it's just entertainment for them. They're not using the material. They're not using the actual information that you are providing them. And so that's one of the reasons why, uh, you know, I'm going to be moving a lot of my stuff over to another site where everything is going to be condensed into one spot. People can go, they can grab whatever they need, whatever they want, although they're going to have to pay for it. I mean, it might only be like 20 bucks, but they're going to have to give something for it. You know what I mean? It's not going to be just for pure entertainment anymore. Now, that doesn't mean I'm no longer going to be here on doing these podcasts. I'm still going to do these. But for the people that really want stuff, they'll go there. You know what I mean? Because it's like if people don't have a dog in the hunt, if they don't have a freaking dollar involved with it, you know, to them, they're just getting freaking entertainment. And that's it. And to me, it's to a point where it's kind of getting kind of sickening because people shouldn't be freaking listening to these calls and stuff like this every week and following groups and stuff all the time. And then all of a sudden, 30 minutes before court, they're freaking contacting somebody saying, what should I do? They should already know by now. Not only should they not already know by now, they should be teaching other people what to freaking do before this. Happens. And that's frustrating. Yeah. Anyway. Well, and, you know, I, I've been posing it for, well, pretty much my entire research. You need to get your kids out of those public schools, period. When, yep. when you're having your children at these hospitals, you need to know what you're doing first. You need to make sure that there's a reversion on those interests right away. You are not exporting anything. If anything is being exported, it is credit transition for the child's use when he turns 18 if he needs it. Other than that, we need to start bringing that education back home. It is a spiritual war, and that is where the education comes from. Hosea 4, 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. They're not getting the spiritual knowledge of the spiritual word. They're getting the indoctrinated 
propaganda of the public educational word called spells, spelling. And we go right into that hospital under a spell of illness and give birth to children without realizing we are the ones that created and through our labor, an error was born. Well, two steps, Keith. Two steps, Keith. Number one, get your kids out of the public school, which they're making very easy right now, actually, if people want to do it. Yeah, but number two, take that TV set in your you have in your living room, those freaking and put out the freaking window because all that crap whether it's Fox, CNN, MSNBC, whoever it is, that all falls under the uh, 2012 to the American public. Well, we had one in 2012. MSNBC, whatever. All those things are nothing but entertainment channels. They're nothing different than watching Disney. All right? Yep. Disney is yeah, no more real adult. than what you watch. And many of them are adult cartoons, and, and they're just merely digitized so well that they actually look real. And realize, people, today, your video evidence cannot possibly be construed as actual evidence because there are ways, and it's proven through the digital scheme, that they can take a place that had never seen snow and make a digital graphic program that will make it look like it snowed four inches and people will believe that there was snow there and it's never snowed there. They can do the same thing with people's faces and everything. They can digitalize somebody as a criminal in a robbery that was never at the scene and yet that video evidence will say he was. The electronic uh, form is completely false completely false you can go you can go online and you can see a whale jumping through the floor of a basketball court and it looks as real as freaking anything could be and you know what we've been given a strong delusion didn't we hear that somewhere we've been given a strong delusion so many people are falling for it uh yeah i think we gave everybody what they need this evening kids um you want to say goodnight? Anybody else on here want to say goodnight? Go for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know my favorite closeout. If it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't be doing this. So God bless you all. Have a great night. Love you. And like that's all, everybody. Love you hey. hey, love you. Oh. Um, like I tell everybody, if you want to learn where to start researching, learn who you really are, where you're really at, where you're really from. Good night, guys, and everybody be blessed. And yes, under German 15, I am authorized to say that. Night, guys. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.